Good morning, good evening, and good night. <laughs> You'll never guess what just happened. So we were just recording the podcast. This is the first time in three years since we've been recording this podcast that this has happened. But we recorded 30 minutes of the podcast on a microphone that was on mute. And so we weren't recording it. And so we are hoping right now that we are recording if it's not, then I quit. Yeah, it's recording. Um, and but there's still like a hint of question in your head, isn't there? <laughs> a little bit, even yeah, though that I... you like want to stop recording and recheck and then redo it again. Should I? <laughs> no. No. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. All right, we're good. <laughs> um, okay, we checked. So, um, anyways, we're gonna talk about updates been about a month yeah a so month and a few days a month and a few days it's, it's august 6th right now we we did the last podcast end of june so about a month um and we have a few updates just before we get into it we're going to talk about a few like a, a kind of a funny sketch that we saw as well as an article that we read and kind of just mostly talk about um the difference between us as parents and us as um pre-kids like relationships and just kind of what things you know, pre-kids life and, and post-kids life, and then how parent being a parent kind of changes you. So I know we've already talked about some of those things already, but we're going to talk about a lot of stuff again and again and again on this podcast. So using different articles, using different skits that we see, stuff like that. Yeah. Until our kids get funnier and older. Until we have better stories to tell you about our yeah. kids. Um, but... To talk about what did I say in the last time we tried to record this? Um, I cut my hair is the big thing. Um, it was about twelve inches. What do you mean? It was longer than twelve inches. Surely, maybe not. Um, what about yeah? Maybe about twelve inches. And um, it it's been growing since the beginning, kind of pretty much the beginning of COVID, almost. Um, when the when the hairdressers were shut down. Well, you had one haircut, didn't you? Not from a hairdresser, maybe from you. I don't remember doing that, so me must have not. Or myself. So it went, how many months is that? 20? Long time. 28 months or something but like that? But one of the things I said, again, before we deleted it, was that, you know, we didn't, I didn't really love my hair that much, but you just get so connected to your hair and because uh, you uh, took so long to grow it yeah it was like i've been meaning to cut it shorter for like months. i don't even know months now i've just been like no well it's you just almost it's like a it's like a child i'm like it's i, I grew this thing <laughs> for like two years <laughs> like how could i just abandon it now yeah we i mean girls do that yeah so what i was saying also too was it that took so long to grow it out yeah as, so for me the huge benefits of now cutting my hair is that it's short so I can get in and into the shower and then out and then dry my hair off super quick and then it's done. And then the next thing is I, when I bend down to pick up the kids, it doesn't have to go in my face. Um, it's never in my face. Sleeping is a lot more convenient. Like I don't mm -hmm. have to brush my hair in the morning before I go to work. You don't have to do your hair. You don't have to do my hair. Well, I kind of do a little bit, but you like just get it wet and push it. Yeah. It's just, it's so easy. Mm -hmm. And Leah likes it so much more. We laughed about this before we deleted I the do. last one. Or we didn't record the last one, but. Just as ongoing. They don't know what we said in the last one, so you don't have to keep telling them. Well, I, <laughs> I already know. said this in the last one, but. <laughs> it's out there in, in the cyberspace somewhere. <laughs> Nobody, it didn't have a microphone, though, so no one will ever hear it. Okay. But. Yes, I was not a fan of Cole's long hair. I much prefer this. Mm -hmm. He looks so handsome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's nice having my wife like my hair again. <laughs> but we had a couple people ask us, oh, were the kids weirded out when you cut your hair? And the answer is no. They did not care, even a little bit. Like, not for a split second. They didn't even double take or mm -hmm. anything. They, they truly didn't even. Did we try to film it at all? I think I did, yeah. Calm. 
Because Callum's only only known Cole with longer hair. <laughs> yeah, and they he did. I literally walked in. I'm like, boys, and then nothing. Yeah. yeah. It was a very sad letdown. Mm-hmm. Nobody cared. It was really sad. And then the boys got their haircut too, right around the same time, and it was at or it was Callum's first haircut. Yeah. So we kept his a little longer because his hair's a little curly. I like Ash's hair long as well, but. It gets in his face and his eyes, and then you have to keep trimming his bangs, and then it looks like a bowl cut, and it's... Yeah, but he's just so much cuter with long hair. He is not. He is. He is not. Cole just likes the idea of long hair. Oh, I think they look cuter. And Asher always had food in it. (laughs) Yeah, Callum does still, too. He does, too, yeah. But um, we got Callum's haircut. Again, it's more of a trim than anything. Um... And it was really cute. So mm-hmm. we love it. And what else? Um, there's no, oh, the other update was that we moved uh, childcare. Yeah. That was a big thing for us. We didn't realize that it would be. Mm-hmm. But we'd been going to Ginger for a year. I started working in June, June of 2021. So it was a year and a month or something like that-ish that they'd been going to ginger and Callum was four months old. Mm-hmm. So it was really hard. Yeah. And she really became, there was a lot that we, we were hesitant, I guess, when we first, first going to ginger, you know, there was no other kids there and she was a little older and um, we just, there was some things and but then late, you know, throughout this year, we, we've like really fell in love with her as a sitter or her as a caretaker. Cause She's just such a grandmotherly figure, and she's so sweet, and she celebrates every little holiday and does little arts and crafts and gets mm-hmm. stuff from the dollar store. Just her activities are so well-planned, and they go to the park almost every day they can, and they the boys love it, you know, with her. And, and she's a licensed babysitter, uh-huh. and she um, has been doing it for, I don't know, 30-something years, uh-huh. I think. And so she tra- she honestly treated it as if she still had like a full full daycare right. list, even though it was like a bunch of different kids. It was just the two, and she would still do a little holiday party, like all the holiday parties, like Fourth of July and Christmas and Easter and yeah. and Valentine's Day. And they'd have a little party. They, she'd practice singing songs with them, like for their birthday. They would practice singing Happy Birthday. And Christmas, they'd sing "Happy Birthday to Jesus" and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah, but, it was. And they were singing the week before. She would sing a goodbye song, even though they weren't didn't know. And she was practicing saying goodbye hugs. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah. Well, the other thing too is there's a lot of pros about coming to Loveland now. Which we'll is say, obviously why we did it. Yeah. And Ginger was only four days a week. Again, like we said, there was only there was only our two boys. And so and she was like way inconvenient to drive to on the other side of town. So being in Loveland now, the woman we're going to to now, she she watches her own child, obviously, who's Callum's age, which is great because now the boys have someone to socialize with. I think she also watches a baby, um, an infant as well, who um Obviously, as an infant, so it's not going to socialize. But um, so she, there's other there's other children there, and um, she's like five minutes away from our house, and five days a week. So yeah, and she is she's way more connected. Like like you know when days like the other day, like we dropped Calum off, and he's still just he's not been transitioning well. Uh, he transitions well, I guess, during the day, but getting dropped off, he's yeah, really pretty... he's fine during the day, but the, during yeah. drop-off, he gets upset. And the first day especially, he was pretty upset, and um, she, Rachel was just really good about texting and, and, like, being like, he's happy now, and sending a picture of him eating, like, a strawberry. Like, really, like, she she's empathetic in that way where she knows kind of what a parent probably is stressing about. And so... But Ginger is pretty far detached from technology, honestly. Yeah. Like, she didn't carry her phone unless the only reason I think that she had a cell phone is because she had to because it was required 
to have your license. If you left the house, you still had to have a way of parents to contact you. So she had to get a cell phone. <laughs> yeah. She was pretty, uh, she's pretty old school. So you didn't really get updates or anything like that unless something happened, which was also kind of nice because it forced us to detach and not yeah. be looking at our phones all the time. And if she did call, then I knew it was something that I needed to walk out of the room to talk about, like, like I needed to take the call. Yeah. Because Asher smashed his finger or something like that. Right. But um, I appreciate so far the kind of the communication like that. Like she sent a picture the other day when Asher was, or when Callum was upset and then she just sent them. That's not like I was, you know, we're texting her all day. It's just a quick little, he's happy now. And, yeah. and then that's like just nice as a parent, I guess, to be able to see that. Mm-hmm. And for me, especially to connect that way and alleviate some of my stress of being sad about leaving the boys when they're upset. Yeah. And they're, they're, she's open to having more kids in her daycare. So we really wanted the kids to be a little bit more socialized and, and for us to be able to have childcare five days a week. Turns out you can't find someone to watch your kid every Friday. Our friend Lexi did it for a really long time. Um, which was awesome of hers was super sweet but after that stage stopped then we could not find anyone to do it on fridays and we had a girl that i think we talked about last podcast that we have a a college student that did it but she was only available till like last week until she was getting close to moving into college and or back in the dorms and stuff like that so yeah we were we didn't really have any options. And so it was great that this turned up and she just happens to be five minutes away. Yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, so what else? Um, I was I'm, I'm going to mention, I guess, our social media cleanse. Yeah, we decided to do a social media cleanse. We took Instagram and Facebook, stopped going on the oh, TikTok. Yeah, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. We were spending a lot of time on them, and we both have had higher anxiety levels lately, and I'm just wondering if that would help, which I think it does help. I think that it's definitely an addiction to have that constant feed. Although I will say that this month I've had more, like even since we last recorded, like I've probably had more anxious episodes anxiety episodes than i have before so so far it's not helping with anxiety yeah but the reason why we stopped it is because of the anxiety episodes yeah but they were less frequent now I'm, i've had them much closer together in the last month yeah that's true but it's kind of a, a i don't know if they're correlated i think it's a third variable i think that your anxiety was getting worse and it was happening more often anyways. And so that has just continued on that trajectory. But for me, it definitely did. I was anxious for a week before, after getting rid of it, the constant, you don't realize how much you depend on that to distract you from anxiety or things that are, whatever it is that you're trying to be distracted from but it's the biggest issue is that i anytime i pick up my phone or anytime there's a lapse or a break in what i was thinking about or something like that i would automatically look at instagram because i need constant stimulus and i still i've been doing worse this week probably because i i still watch youtube videos but unfortunately for me, YouTube has those stupid those shorts or whatever. So I've gradually, I've noticed that like, I've been looking at those. Like I'll still sit down for breakfast and like, I was pulling up like a YouTube video and watching my YouTube video, but then I realized it had shorts, and so I, I started scrolling through those, which are like essentially like TikTok, except my algorithm's not all figured out, so it's just random crap. And so yeah, I've been watching those sometimes instead of watch. So I've been trying to get back to like just watching a video when I instead of watching. But I'll still obviously look at my phone and stuff. So it's we're not like perfect by any means, but I have been noticing yeah. at work, it, especially this is one thing that's been cool is that at work I have been less prone to pick up my phone. Definitely, 
like I am much better at paying attention and like working on what I'm supposed to do and like getting any laps and I don't just grab my phone and, and look at it. And the first week or two when we were doing this social media cleanse, I was just I would grab my phone and look like look at it and see like just my screensaver and I'd be like, What am I doing? Like I can't Yeah. You know, like you'd realize that you were not like I would always I moved the entire folder that social media was in and I would go there and it wasn't there and I'd catch myself what I was doing. But if it had been there, then I wouldn't have never catch myself that I was mm-hmm. brainlessly going to this. Yeah. All right. Before we get into this article, let's tell that. So I also wanted to document this. Cute oh, wait, thing. I did want to say I did post oh. something last week on social media. Because I wanted, I, if if I'm I'm one of those people that if I'm like, oh, well, I'll just do a dump in a week or two. But I use social media so much to be like a timeline and for memories and stuff. Yeah. And that's the only way I keep pictures now. So I did log into, what was it, Instagram. Oh, Instagram yeah. the other day to post pictures when I went yeah. and had a... a girls weekend with Maria. And I downloaded my sister. TikTok and Instagram like that night. When, when I was out gone, of town, yeah. And like looked at it and I, I honestly felt so unfulfilled by it. Yeah, I did that too. I watched, I downloaded it for the weekend because I was like, oh, well, it's the weekend. I can do it. And then I deleted it that, yeah. that not deleted, but um, uninstalled it. Uninstalled it that day because I was like, gosh, that was, this is so stupid. I, was, <laughs> yeah. I sat here and spent hours. Yeah, I did that too. Like when you were gone and you were coming home that day. And so I deleted it before you got home. But, yeah, that night I was like, when you were gone, I was just kind of scrolling through stuff. And I'm like, what am I doing? You know, mm-hmm. but so honestly, I don't have time to do to do social media or to sit there and scroll on my phone and also like read. Right. I literally don't have time to do both. I either have to, I either have to stop scrolling on social media or, or, and give up all other options of hobbies. Or just have have Instagram scrolling as my hobby and get arthritis in my thumbs. Hmm. <laughs> Alright, you tell the cute thing about Callum before we go on to the article. About the elephants. Oh, so Callum is doing really well at animal sounds right now. And he's into all the sounds like dogs and wolves and elephants is our favorites because him. And Asher does them too, a little bit. Asher does do them too. He does an elephant too, but to Callum, everything's an elephant right now. I think he knows that we like it, but he'll always make an elephant sound like <laughs> that's probably not an elephant sound, but to us it is. And he raises his arm in the in in the air when he does it, as if he's mimicking an elephant trunk because that's what I taught him. But it's so cute, and he just. Mm-hmm does that work okay what is an elephant saying he's like ah! is very and anytime he sees a book with an elephant in it or a movie or something like that like today we were watching some sort of national geographic animal thing or something and mm-hmm. there were elephants and both him and asher were so excited about that one yeah <laughs> it's cute but asher's starting to do that stuff more too he is more uh mimicking and it's funny with hand gestures. Asher's way more mimicky lately. He yeah. does it with his. He'll. I'll point at him, like jokingly. He had Cole's flashlight, and Cole was holding him this morning. And I was walking out of the room, and Cole was going to put it away. And he hands it to me and says, "Will you put this away?" And I jokingly pointed at Asher. I said, "You're not supposed to have this. This is Daddy's." And and joking and Asher kind of giggled and then they walked off and about 20 seconds later I turn around after I put this stuff away and finished what I was doing I turn around and Asher, Asher comes in and he's just like hmm, 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 hmm. And he's just pointing at me as if we're fighting now <laughs> uh-huh. and he's just laughing because he's getting after me about something yeah but it's cute to see him even though he's not verbal about it he definitely is progressing progressing cognitively and right and everything and mimicking we found a cartoon today that isn't verbal it or that isn't 
there's no words. It's just like a cartoon and it's honestly kind of like a, a Looney Tunes kind of feel to it. Just like silly. And, right. But he was mimicking all of their facial expressions and, and shock and awe and everything like that. So. All right. Well, before we get into the funny sketch that Leah saw, um, we're going to go through this article uh, from All Women's Talk or All Women's Stock, depending on how you want to read it. All Women's Stock. I have seen that. <laughs> and I was like, All Women's Stock? What? All Women's Talk. It, that's kind of a weird... That's a bad choice of font. Yeah, and also... Because they, like, put it together. It's, like, all in the in the font. It's all... There's no spaces. But it should just be All Women Talk. Or not All Women's Talk. I mean... I don't know. Either way, it's kind of weird. But the article title is Nine Positive and Negative Ways Life Changes When You Become a Parent. And then so the the, the bit that Leah saw is kind of about that. It's like a, a couple before kids and a couple after having kids. Yeah, it's like the same conversation and how it happens before you have kids and then how it would happen after you have kids kind of thing. Yeah. So the first one on this article says, number one is that it's a positive thing. And it says you have more joy than ever. And it says one of the ways life changes when you become a parent is that each new day brings a smile to your face with their good morning kisses and laughter filled moments. Children never cease to bring you incredible joy. It's literally in our DNA to bear offspring and rear them. No wonder it's such a fulfilling experience. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so true because I, I saw one time that, you know, before we had kids, of course, like we had each other and like you'd roll over and you'd kiss each other. And it was like, but it, but it was more calm, you know? And I think you, when you have kids, like you immediately start your day with dopamine hits. Like, yeah. And kids, uh, get so much more excited than kid than adults do. Yeah. And if you're an empathetic person at all, then you feed off of that. Like if they're super excited about something, it does not matter it could be about a rock. And if Asher was super excited about it, I would be so excited about and it. And one of the things that happens, I think every morning almost, this is an example of that, is like I'll go in the, the room, I'll get the, you know, the kids up, I'll like get Callum out of bed or get Asher out of bed and kind of change his diaper, put him on the ground, and I'll, and I'll go, like, go get Mama or go, go see Mama. And I'll go stand in the – I'll literally put out Callum down, stand in the doorway, and watch Callum walk by the foot of our bed towards Leah, who's sitting there doing her makeup. And, like, Leah will like, kind of, like, slowly turn around and, like, smile. And then Callum will be, like, a, surprised a, Yeah, she acts surprised. And Callum, like, does this big, like, he gets so much joy. And then that's, like, a uh, – we've never really talked about this or anything, but it's, like, one of these weird things that I am just so, like, yeah, sitting there smiling. And we're – yeah, so you just have that – these little moments of, like, this pure joy that, like, you don't get before – I mean, sometimes I get – Depending on how happy your marriage is. Just kidding. <laughs> but I don't think you do because if, if I don't know. Right. You don't, I guess, just like kids as they get older, they don't, they won't do that. Yeah. And it's true. Like when you're first dating, like the first time you went on a date with someone and you see them after that, then you get way more excited. So we're on the Twitter pated stage of. Mm -hmm. of Parenting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Exactly. So number two is it's a negative thing. It says your time is no longer your own. And that one's pretty obvious, but we've talked about this before on the podcast. Yep. And that's that. Life does not revolve around either of you now. Yeah. You're, you want your own time, but you don't get your own time as much. So you're like fight to take what you can a little bit. It's a lot harder to get your own time. Yeah. And it's a, it's a lot more effort. Like, sometimes it's way easier just to not have your own time. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, won't cover that one too much. Number three is a positive. You love, or your love knows no bounds. So. Yeah, one, it's definitely a different kind of love than you've ever experienced. Yeah. It says, like, you don't really understand until you become a parent, despite what's portrayed in movies, romantic love pales in, in comparison to the motherly or fatherly love a parent has for their child. This kind of love is unconditional, never ceasing, and simply has no bounds. And I, I think to an extent, obviously, that's true, especially in this Twitter-paid stage of parenting. Yeah. That we are very – it feels like my heart is, like, bleeding all the time. Like, it's just, like <laughs> – like, it's just so 
overwhelmed with love. Yeah. So. And it helps that they're so cute. Right. Um, number four is a negative, and it says you're faced daily with your own selfishness. Thoughts? I mean, I feel like that one is a little bit deeper that you have it's, to think well, about. It's very deep, and, I, and it comes down to the social media stuff, too, a little bit, too, we were talking about. Is that? Yeah. And for me, um, like, whatever, I might be like, if I'm, if Asher's, if I'm in here playing a game, and then Asher wakes up from a nap, or like, and I'm trying to like finish my game, and he comes in here, I'm like, Asher, no, 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 like, go out of the room, go out of the room, I'm trying to finish this real quick, or, and then he'll go out, and he'll like be sad, right, and then I'm like, I'm a terrible parent, or I'm, but I'm just, I'm like, trying to enjoy the thing I was doing before he was up, and now I can't do that, and then I'm like, feeling selfish, or, we take the time to scroll, you know, you just sit on your couch and you scroll through social media and you take that, those moments for yourself and they almost in a way, you know, ignore your children. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're faced with these moments of selfishness or you just want to sit on the couch or you just want to sit outside and not go play in the yard with the kids. You just want the kids to play. Like they're just, it's, it seems like you're always battling self-desire or like this. I mean, of course you love playing with your kids, but it, it's, it is energy. Yeah. It's way more energy than you're used to exerting or that you want to exert. Yeah. Because they're little energizer bunnies. But yeah, I agree with all of that. You just, even if, when you find time for yourself, you feel guilty about it. Uh-huh. And when you choose to be selfish or when you try to move, like, I want to say manipulate the situation, but try to control the situation so that you can sit in one spot instead of having to chase them again for the millionth time or something like that and then you're like he has so much fun when i chase him why don't i just chase him i know yeah so you're just constantly faced with your selfishness and and struggling with that (laughs) Uh all right so number five is a positive thing and it says you become a more virtuous person and then it says talk about a mirror check each and every day being a parent constantly reminds you to watch what you say, do, and act because those little eyes and ears are watching and listening to everything in order to imitate the ones they look up to and love. So you become a more virtuous person. I would say definitely. We definitely do this and, and look at it. Not uh, super strictly because they don't speak yeah. And they don't say what we say and they don't uh, understand a lot of what we say. Yeah. They understand a lot more than we probably think they do, but but we don't have to filter completely as much as yeah. we would with like a five or six year old. But even like the selfishness stuff, it goes into that where it's like, well, we're less... We, we we're more conscious about when I'm looking at social media or whatever. Like you're not everyone does that, you know? So I guess that's one of the kind of things about being a parent is you maybe look internal a lot more and you're like, no, I shouldn't do that. I shouldn't be doing that. And you try to change a lot more because right. you have someone else kind of depending on you. I and guess at this that, stage, all right. At the stage that our kids are at, I think the biggest thing is how we react to things. Because you're teaching them what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. And, and, and so how I react to a certain situation, he will start to mimic that. And if I react out of anger or something like that, then he'll react out of fear. And so just having to really look at yourself in those kind of situations and how you articulate what you think or how you feel. And it's honestly, this is a really hard thing because this is something that you're constantly processing and trying to do better and that you don't really know the answer. You don't really know what the right thing to do in each situation is, but it's constantly something that you're trying to figure out. So it is a positive, but it's also annoying. Yeah. So the next one is a negative, and we're not going to talk about this one a whole lot because we'll talk about it a little bit later, but it says adequate sleep is not a given anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I mean, we'll talk about that one more later, so I'll just say I agree. Yeah. 
And we do honestly get pretty good sleep. Yeah. Our kids, Asher's been waking up a little bit more lately, but um, for the most part, they're pretty good. All right. So number seven is a positive, and it says you get to shape children into healthy, respectable adults. That's sure. I know. That's such like a. I mean, yeah, that's a good thing, that's but like that's a like hope, a. That's I guess. like a. That's like a encouraging quote, quote or something. Well, like that's not okay. something people think about. Right. But you know what? I'm creating a healthy. And this article is called, what is this article called again? It's like, okay, so nine positive and negative ways life changes when you become a parent, as if this is to all parents. And honestly, most of these have been. But you get to shape your children into healthy, respectable adults. Yeah, I'm sorry, have you walked outside? <laughs> have you have you driven in a car lately? I mean, I'm sorry, 90% of people out there are not healthy, responsible. Are 90%? Not, okay, if the way, the way someone looks at me in the car... <laughs> Is any judge you of stop with the RBF? No, whatever. People, you're just so, okay, not ninety percent, but I would say a large a fraction of people are not healthy, respectable adults. I'm not saying they're not good people I, yeah, overall. Working but, at a used car dealership, I can tell you that there's a lot of people that are not respectable. Adults. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a choice. That's a word that means something. <laughs> but that being said. It's a hope, and that honestly, that's more of a that's something that causes more stress. You're right. Is worrying. Maybe that'll be number eight. Is like worrying about your kids being coming healthy, productive members of society. Yeah, honestly, we should change that to a, a positive, to a negative, and we'll change it to worrying about your kids becoming healthy and responsible. Because everything you do, you're like, oh, I hope that doesn't make him a serial killer. Well, and it's like us. We do that. Or like with you this give them the candy, and you're like, oh, did I just make a jerk? Yeah. I just make a spoiled rotten brat. And with like with discipline, you know, we're trying to do that. Where I'm like, you're like have to have to discipline them, right? Because you you're worried that if you don't discipline them, are they going to turn out to be bullied? Spoiled. Are they going to be spoiled? Or they, or yeah. Something like you just want to create kind, intelligent, empathetic, and self-loving individuals. Yeah, it's really hard to do that. <laughs> so that one's is unknown because we don't we don't know yet if that's a benefit of being a parent is that you get to shape your children into healthier spot. Come adults. see me in thirty years. Yeah, in thirty years, come at uh, you know let us know. Or we'll, we'll we'll give an update on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. You don't think we'll be doing it in thirty years? I wonder what podcasts will look like in thirty years. Holograms. We'll all have a chip in our ear. We don't have headphones anymore. It's just like a constant play of media, and and. Uh, well, to be honest, I've thought about that guys, too because. Wait, wait, wait! We're getting down a rabbit hole. Well, that's we okay. Let me just mention this. <laughs> Generation like Gen Z people, I've noticed this that there's so many people that would just walk around with earbuds in. And I guess that's not maybe Gen Z only. Like millennials probably do it too, but like people constantly have just one earbud in. Like even my new coworker, she does. I mean, it. that was a thing that we did at college, but not at work. Yeah, she does it like at work, and I've seen a lot of people at work now doing it. It's like it's really? almost like you just have a soundtrack to your life. Like, what are you just like playing music constantly? I don't know. It's weird, but that is weird. Anyways, negative eight is a negative, and it says you can feel like a failure at times. Uh, yeah. Which I mean, yes, you can just see everything else that we've talked about. And. The other day, like, this is a good example of it, is I felt so bad because me and Ash were playing in on the couch, and he just bit down on me so, so hard. Mm-hmm. And I kind of, like, jumped back, and then I, like, got mad at him, and I, I kind of, like, swatted him on the butt. And I was like, no, Ash, but, like, the way he looked at me was, like, he at the in the moment like he didn't I don't think mean to bite me like he definitely bit me like it was you know he's we I, he should have gotten in trouble for biting and biting that hard especially you know mm-hmm. but the way I reacted was way like more it was like 
I, he looked at me like I, what I do, you know, like the way, like we were just playing. And then he looked at me so, so like, just, you know, wide eyed and like, what did I, and then I picked him up, you know, after I like swatted his button, put him in timeout. And I just, like walked away and like went to my room. And I remember just feeling like I was mad, of course, like at Asher, because my, my arm, like, whatever he bit me, like, it hurt. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it hurt. Yeah, kids biting hurts so bad. It left like a little, like, I mean, it looked like a freaking little baby shark bit me in the, in wherever it was, like on the arm. So it, it hurt. Like I was mad. But then I just remember just immediately just feeling like so overcome with like guilt. And like, I didn't cry, but like borderline wanted to, you know, I was just like, just so mad like just and I think that anger turned inward because I was like feeling just like I'm the worst dad in the world you know my kid was just playing with me and he bit me and I you know what did I I don't know like that was just I just felt that and I think that's maybe a common thing like not every day am I reacting like that but just in in ways you're always like I'm a failure yeah or, I didn't do this right you know or, I didn't react right or I didn't I, I was looking at TikTok too much today like I failed you know and so you're constantly I think that's a stressor for parents it's like you're just constantly feeling like a failure mm-hmm. yeah it goes back to the last one you always wonder yeah what you did was right so um yeah. I will say though, and that it's really hard to react calmly with a level head when a kid is hurting you, uh-huh. because like the the bite or something like that. And to me, biting is the biggest trigger because it hurts so bad, and you have to jerk them away from you to get it to stop. Uh-huh. And and so you automatically like physically or kind of have an aggressive response, whether you're level headed or not. Because you jerked them away from you. And so, yeah, it's that's that's definitely the worst one. Yeah. Biting. All right. So the last one is number nine. It's a positive. It says you get the privilege of being completely blessed every day. I mean. That's another one of those, like, we've, we kind of already talked about that. I like, feel like they added that in there. Just yeah. Just at the end to, like. Wrap it all up. Because to, to be honest, that's not something that goes just to just to your like just to parents. Because to be honest, I felt blessed every single day, even before having kids. Yeah. Like with you, like just being like I wake up next to my beautiful wife every day. Like I feel blessed. Or with your health, or with the job that you have, or with your family, or yeah. But I I did have with that your feeling. dog. Like I it wasn't like a oh like think about things you're excited you're blessed you you feel blessed for. Like, I truly did wake up and, and felt, like, happy that I had you. So, like, I think that's not just uh, a parent thing. Even though I, I do agree, we talked about how much joy you get. So, there is that. But, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like you. That one's just kind of like a, an extra little gimme. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's also the Twitter page. That one was phone Yeah, like, maybe our kids are going to turn into little jerks, and we're not going to feel like that. That's what everyone says. Guess we'll find out. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so that was that article. So we're going to move to talking about this video that Leah, which covers some of the similar things, but more or less just a skit about what it was a skit of what, again, parents, life after kids looks like and life before kids Mm -hmm. as a couple. And then we'll just kind of talk through some of the notes that Leah took on that and she'll tell you what the video was. So this guy's name is Trey Kennedy, and he, I think he's on TikTok and Instagram and uh-huh. all those things, but this is a YouTube video is where I, I saw it, where I shared it with Cole, and uh, it's about, let me try and find the title, Couples Without Kids versus Couples With Kids, which is accurate. Like I said, I went and spent the a night with my sister um, in Denver she lives in Parker and I realized I hadn't done that just her and I had like a sister's day and since my baby shower that she threw for me for Asher so since 2019 which is really bad I'm sorry 
but we uh she doesn't have kids and i have friends a, a lot of friends that don't have kids and so and but mostly it made us reflect on our own lives and like what we used to do before we had kids versus what we do now so this is just a few things he had like a four minute skit and this is just a few things and i think i said this before i can't remember if it was when we previously recorded or in this episode but they uh it's more of a, a conversation that's being had and then how a person with kids would react and how the person without kids would react. But the first thing in there is is staying in bed. And so in the skit, he like wakes up at 11 and he's like, oh my gosh, we woke up, but we slept in until 11. Oh, I feel so, I feel so lazy, but let's just stay in bed. We'll get breakfast. We'll just have breakfast in bed and watch a movie. Uh-huh. And the other person is like, oh, my gosh, it's so early. What are you doing? And the kid's like, look, I found a lizard. (laughs) 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 But we aren't through that stage. Our kids are in in crib still. Uh But But they wake up at 630 sometimes. They do. And we remember just sleeping in as long as we wanted to and feeling guilty. I did. I didn't. At least about sleeping till like ten thirty or eleven, and feeling lazy that I slept half my day away. And so that's when when I saw that one on the video, that was the number one thing that like came out to me. That was just that's what I missed the most, I guess, of that where you just you stay up late, you sleep in, you wake up, and you just have this moment where you're like, I don't know, like maybe maybe Leah brings me coffee or whatever, and then we're just like in bed, and then we turn on if we have a TV in our room, and we're just like, let's just watch whatever we just and we stay in bed till like noon like that sounds so nice (laughs) (laughs) and that is one of those things that we just truly don't really get anymore Mm -hmm. because we we do have two humans that literally need us for their like survival wouldn't be safe yeah they wouldn't be safe like yeah even if we let them stay up in their cribs for that long like they'd have dirty diapers yeah, like there's and no way need just, to eat. Yeah, exactly. It's neglect. <laughs> so we would be neglecting our children if we did that, but I miss it. <laughs> yeah. The next one is what getting five whole hours of sleep implies. So, and this is more for uh, newborns, but if you were without kids and you said, I got five hours of sleep last night, or uninterrupted sleep last night, then you would assume the person had a horrible night of sleep because after that it was all interrupted and everything. And then if a person with an infant said, I got five hours of uninterrupted sleep last night, then you'd be like, oh my gosh, that's so great. Uh (laughs) And you'd be so happy for them. But we're kind of out of that stage now. Yeah. And like I was, that's more of a thing for the mom or the breastfeeder yeah you know if you're doing that because that was more like at the in the first few weeks of course like you're both getting up all the time because it's so new but then it would like turn into like I, you know i would wake up maybe help grab baby but then i'd go right back to sleep mm-hmm. i mean your your sleep's interrupted but it's not as interrupted like as right. mom so the next one what you're stressed about And so in the skit, he says, well, I've just been doing a lot this week. I've been going out with all my different friend groups and I have a lot going on at work. And then I'm planning my vacation to Maui. And so I'm just stressed. And then I think you just stress about different things. Like to us, that sounds so fun. Yeah, that would be like like a vacation. That would literally be like if the kids were out visiting grandma and grandpa for a week and we got to do whatever we want we would go out to eat every day like go out to dinner mm-hmm. and we would maybe go on a spend the night somewhere with friends or something like that and that would be a huge stress relief or going anywhere like if i had to go on vacation just us or just like you kidding me that'd be so simple yeah and you wouldn't have to worry about the kids at all yeah. like if the kids were staying in this house and someone was coming to stay with them Right. And we could just leave on vacation and be amazing. Yeah. But I think it's just you you have all the other stresses. Well, honestly, when you have kids, you clean out 
a lot of those options. Though I like will you say, don't have stress built up because you're doing too much with friends and and family and stuff because you're not doing too much with friends and family. Right. You don't have that option. But stress is one of those things that that one's a hard one because like stress is so relative. Like everyone's stress is different and everyone's stress is real to them. Like you can't just because someone's situation is worse than yours or like different does not make your situation feel any better <laughs> at the right. time. So even as like a non-parented person, I don't want this to come across as like, Oh, look, it's so easy for to be without kids. Cause like your stress is, is real and hard as well. It's just different. And I, everyone has different thresholds. And I think when you have kids, like maybe you said this before, but your threshold for different stress increases. And so, yeah, you I think just, you just have a higher capacity maybe. Yeah. Well, at the, and we've said a lot before that whatever you're experiencing before you have kids, like whatever your marriage is like, or your, how you feel about yourself or your uh-huh. mental state is just compounded when you have kids. Yeah. Like wherever you're at before, it's just compounded. It's not, it doesn't go away by itself or anything so yeah you still have stresses right mm-hmm. what do we got next what date night looks like so before we would go on a date and we'd go out to like a nice restaurant you would take an hour to get ready yeah i i do my hair and do more makeup and do like wear heels or something like that and we would leave the house and we'd go to a restaurant that was more expensive or something like that or that maybe needed a reservation and then if it was just a normal night then we would go out and get pho or thai food or something along those lines and that would just be a normal night but then now if we got to go out to burger i mean i don't want to go to burger king but if we went out and went to get food truck tacos then i would be thrilled if it was just you and i and we went to get food truck tacos and sat on the street inside in in just with just each other not having to worry about kids getting ran over by a car uh-huh. i would be heaven and so it's just like if that if we did that before then that would have just been another night. Nothing special. Right. But now that would be date night. Yeah. Date night, we, we don't even, I don't know, it's hard. We don't even call it date anymore, really. Mm-mm. We, we still try to spend time with each other, watch a movie or watch our YouTubes, but. We still do try to do um, intentional time yeah. together. But that's like once every other week we're not going on like a date date but like maybe once every four months yeah yeah when i don't even want to talk about that because i'm embarrassed about the last time we went on a date well some we don't have leah thinks it was on our anniversary i think it was maybe not that long ago. I, I think it was probably there was one in between there which is why I'm saying every four months, because I think it was like anniversary. Oh, I guess we did. We did go to dinner with Shell and. Yeah, that was a, a date, right? We can count that. Yeah, we'll count it. <laughs> you got ready. They invited us out to dinner to go to a. Her like congratulations. Yeah. She got a new job. Yeah. Um. So I guess yeah, we'll count that. Yeah, and didn't we like go get a beer afterwards or something? No, did we not do that? No, we went to your parents' house and picked up the kids. Oh. Well, recently we did go. I mean, what, what was the last time we went on that day where we went to the brewery afterwards? We like went to dinner and then we went to the brewery. That wasn't our anniversary. That was our anniversary. <laughs> no, it was not. Yeah. When we went to the brewery and I don't even know the name of it. I can picture it. Anyway, incredible. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we got lost there a little bit. We need it. More people to watch our kids is what we need. We need, it's not that we need more people to watch our kids. We need to like initiate and plan things in advance because I'll put it off. I'll be like, 
oh, well, this week doesn't work because we're already here and I know Friday we're going to do this or something like that. So right. we just need to put it, plan it in advance with yeah. her. The next thing, doing things around the house because you enjoy it, like cooking. So in the skit, they're like, oh, I'm going to make homemade pasta for dinner. I just love making homemade pasta. It's so therapeutic. Um, we don't, you don't do anything that takes time. That's what the kidless couple said. Yeah, yeah. And so now you can't do anything that takes time because it becomes stressful. Okay. Like having, yeah, like baking. Or it's not, it's not just stressful. It's like it just becomes something you need to do instead of something you're like enjoying to do. Mm-hmm. Well, it does, it's not therapeutic anymore because if you're making pasta and someone's yelling at you and they want to be picked up and you can't let them touch the flour and they're trying to eat the eggs and the pasta and the, everything, then it's not fun anymore. It's not uh-huh. That's not calming or react, relaxing. Right. Plus, the other thing we mentioned is, is that it you make a mess and then that mess is something that needs to be picked up later on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know. It's like, yes, you might, if the boys go to bed and then you want to bake and that baking might be relaxing, but then you're left with all the dishes from dinner and whatever. Then you got to clean it all. And it's just, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. You purely want to relax after the kids go to bed is what you want to do. Even though you can't fully. Right. And so if it's something like, like baking, then it's not as relaxing anymore because it's just added to the list of the things you would have to do like the dishes yeah. or something like that. Um, how fast you can leave the house? Yeah, that one. We're at about 30 minutes. Yeah. With and the it, kids. it feels like it should be sooner. But... Way sooner. Like every time I'm like, oh, we already are to this point. I'll, we can be out of here in no time. And then it's 20 minutes later and we're just getting into the car. But you can't get into the car because the kid just pooped. So we have to go back inside. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When and before you could just be like, hey, let's go. Yeah, you just throw yourself. <laughs> and yeah. you got, plus you got to get yourself ready. So it's like you got to get yourself ready. And then you got to get the boys ready. and While also watching them. Yeah. If I could just get ready without having to watch them or get them ready, then it's just way faster. But that's not real. Right. Maybe in a few years. When do kids start getting themselves ready? I don't know, five? <laughs> no clue. It seems early. Yeah. Not sure. Only two left. What we had to bring with us when we didn't have kids. Keys, wallet, phone. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's. And now we bring a backpack and in that backpack, you have to double check that there's diapers, wipes, a pair of clothes for both of the boys. Uh, If we're going to daycare, they have to have sunscreen, hats. I will say, though. Pacifiers. That's a necessity. If we're going out to eat somewhere, you have to have a bib. You know, but snacks are very important. What I will say is that this is a that's more of a mom thing than a dad thing. If it okay, was up to the don't dad, even bring but it's true. Mm-hmm. And if it was up to a dad, they would leave with the with the wipes and the diapers, and that's pretty much all. And mm-hmm. I'm just being honest. Like that's that's the way it seems to be. Is like that we're like, okay, these boys do they have diapers? Do they have wipes? Yep. Yeah, okay. Good. We're good. Yeah, because everything else has always been done for you. So why would you worry about it? Because, because first of all, they don't need a sweatshirt when it's seventy degrees outside, <laughs> or you know, it's just like there's we just look at things different. Like, and then or why would you need to pack snacks? There's always snacks in the bag. The bag is magic. Yeah, well, and why honestly, would you need to pack sunscreen? There's always sunscreen in the bag. Yeah, the and I'm magic. not saying that the bag isn't magic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like saying the guy that's like. You put your laundry in this bag. Right. This is a magic basket. Yeah. I'm just saying that that's sometimes the way it is, is that it's sometimes more something that a mom stresses out about than a dad. And it's probably because the mom does it for the dad, but it's just the way it is. Yeah. 
Like if the dad was the one that went to the restaurant and cleaned up the kid and cleaned up the table and worried and, and focused all their energy while eating out on the kid, then they would be more concerned about having a bib and a silicone mat. But because the mom is the primary caretaker in most cases, she's the one that worries about these things. Yeah. Yeah. So live it up, dads. Congratulations. <laughs> you were born with a penis. Yeah. And Leah's getting, we're about to. You have it this. easy. <laughs> <laughs> She's seen it in this podcast and freak out on me. No. No, but it's just a reality. Yeah. Well, also, I think, though, it's not just about the easy of things. It's just that sometimes we don't worry about things as much. Like, you want them to have a sweatshirt, and I'm like, they don't need a sweatshirt. That's not, You're really focused on the sweatshirt thing. It's just one example that's easy. Is like you think like, oh, they need the hat, they need this, and I'm like, no, they're good without it. And honestly, like the times like when I take the week off and we went to the park and stuff like that, they were fine without it. <laughs> they weren't as taken care of probably with like, but they were fine, you know. So I think it's just it's just like they a, survived, right? And it's just a difference in things that you're like, this is necessary. They need to have the sunscreen with them. They need to have the extra outfit. They, you know. I think that a lot of men are concerned about a direct repercussion. Like this is, has not directly, I have not had a direct repercussion from this, like them not wearing a jacket. Like that does not directly affect you. So you don't think that it matters. But if you're 18 pounds. Yeah then you don't regulate your heat like a uh, X amount of pounds, man. Okay. <laughs> yeah, probably and not. And so that is something that matters. And so moms care about that kind of thing. Dads don't. Wearing a hat, you don't care that they got sunburn on their face. But moms are empathetic. And they care if they got sunburnt on their face because that um, means that you're a bad mom because you let your kid right, get sunburnt. Right. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong, of course. <laughs> I'm just saying it's that's probably something that is more of a mom thing, mm -hmm. probably. And wrapped up into this, we only have like a couple minutes left. Wrapped into this is going on vacation. Pre-kids versus post-kids. Cole and I are getting ready. And at the end of this month, we're going to go visit his his Papa Tom and Paula in Oklahoma and we're going to drive there uh -huh. and I'm already a little bit anxious about it. Really? The road trip. Yeah. It's yeah. a 10 and a half hour drive from Loveland. And so we're going to go to love to Lyman and hopefully drive late into the night and then, stay somewhere and drive the rest away but there's gonna be a lot of packing and it's not gonna be a relaxing trip in the car in the car or there because their house i mean their grandparents they don't have all the creature comforts at home of home you know so yeah it'll probably be fun though it will be fun i'm excited about it i just know that it's gonna be way more work we're gonna be so exhausted <laughs> Yeah. By the end of it. But I think the kids will have fun and I think we'll have fun. But like when we went to Florida, that was the last vacation we went on. Yeah. And we had to just think, you have to think about so many more things. Nap time. Mm -hmm. Got to get home for nap time. We got to plan all your activities in the morning and then after nap time. Yeah. And it's not even fun without it. Like it's not, it's not like you're trying to be super structured. It's because in order for you to have a good evening, and everybody to enjoy their time, the kids need a nap. Yeah. And so it's just mandatory what you have to do. And mm -hmm. it's a lot different. Where when you were, you know, just without kids, it was just you each worried about yourself. I, I never was like, Leah, do you have this? Do you have that? Well, kind of maybe, but it was just more like you just pack up and you, mm -hmm. you go and it's simple. Yeah. It was like Callum, he was on formula, and we're like, well, do we have enough formula? Do we have the right kind of formula? Do we have uh, enough water in the bag? Do we have the ability to get water and make it warm so that we can have it on the airplane? It was just a mess, but. Yeah. 
All right, that's all the time we have. 20 seconds. Anything else? Nope. No, me neither. We'll see you in a month after we get back from Oklahoma, and we'll let you know how it goes. If you have any tips about road tripping with babies, please let us know. Please. All right, thanks. Talk to you later.